I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey everyone and welcome to Come for Supper. I'm Alexandra Dudley food writer, cook, and serial dinner party host. So I thought it'd be fun to sit down with people who share that love for food, chat about life, and learn a little bit more about how they like to serve supper. I speak to chefs, restaurateurs, artists, actors, authors, and pretty much anyone who likes to entertain. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you click subscribe. And if you enjoy it, rate it, review it, share it, and tell your friends, as it makes all the difference. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Comfort Supper podcast. This week's guest is a woman who is without a doubt killing it when it comes to making plants cool. She is an author, a chef, hosts her own kitchen workshops on plant-based cooking and has some serious avocado chopping skills. <laughs> she is Bettina Campolucci Bordi. Hello. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm serious about the avocado skills. I know it sounds funny, but I mean, you you have the ability to make avocado look like something you put on your wall. Where where did you learn to do that? (laughs) So I lived in Spain for 12 years and the whole avocado thing came from being given bags of avocados from friends uh, that lived near avocado trees. So do they do they grow lots of avocados in Spain? Oh my God, yeah. I so did southern, not know that. Yeah, so southern Spain, I used to get given literally bags of avocados and thereof I put avocado on everything and I kind of, that that's how it all started. So for you, because for us there's all this kind of Mexico avocado trade, yeah. it's like... The avocado cartel it's meant to be worse than like the yeah, drug yeah, cartel yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for you it wasn't it was just no, they were no. super sustainable right next door yeah exactly falling off the trees Brilliant. so when i used to do retreats some of the um venues had avocado trees that would just fall off i mean it's really beautiful what you do with like roses everything Yay. proper avocado avocado skills so i'm really excited to have you in the studio and learn a little bit more of your kitchen secrets but first can you tell us just a little bit more about how how you kind of got into cooking and doing what you do now yeah so um 
a little over seven years ago, I started running health retreats. And before then, my background is in food and beverage. And I studied hotel management. And I kind of always used to work in the food and beverage industry. Um, seven years ago, I started running health retreats and sort of stumbled across my own health issues um, that improved after starting to cook plant-based. And at the time, it was really popular to do uh, boot camps with juicing. Yeah, so, gosh, I remember that time. Yes. The juice, juice craze. <laughs> this is the starvation diet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I started running the retreats, I kind of decided that I wanted the clients to be able to eat food. Yeah, nice. And, kind of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, also decided to do it gluten-free just to add mm-hmm. on, uh, add on a different layer. And being in southern spain the produce is amazing so adding in sort of sustainability and seasonal and locally grown vegetables was kind of a no-brainer so i started doing that i did that for about three to four years and then bettina's kitchen was born along with social media so Um, did you start it as a blog did you just sort of start kind of throwing recipes out there or i started it as um a documentation of my recipes at retreats okay so if you follow me on instagram you can see that it's basically an overhead image of a dish with my feet in it yeah wicked socks by the way (laughs) we need to talk about the socks this woman has a really strong sock game often with avocados on them too you like an avocado sock i love an avocado (laughs) sock um so basically it was trying to remember what i'd cooked at retreats and that's how the social media thing started and then people started commenting on it and i was like oh okay this is quite fun so that I started documenting the food that I ate at home and then that's then that was um, followed by a blog and then I started doing recipe development for companies didn't do retreats for a while and then I've restarted doing them recently and I freelance as a plant-based mm-hmm. chef and, and yeah. do you love doing the retreats because it's a lot of work it's not like this easy you know we portray it as this like dreamy idyllic week no. <laughs> but the reality is that it's a lot of early wake-ups and oh my god scrubbing uh, yes it's kind of once they're done you get a new you get kind of a euphoria that's addictive mm-hmm. um so you just do it again and it's almost like having a child you remember the good yeah. bits and then you forget about the bad ones yeah. and then you do it all over again yeah it's a lot of like pressing as well a lot of work um i do love doing them though and i've just recently uh launched uh, a, a solo retreat which is a Bettina's kitchen retreat that's food focused okay, it's cool. farm to table um i've always tried to source things locally foraging where where possible and i'm only doing two a year okay. which is kind of yeah that's, you also that's, have a daughter as well so that's you know, doable yes i job that's why i stopped doing as many yeah as i used to because of my daughter <laughs> And I know that you studied in LA as well. Um, yeah, I did a course with Matthew Kenny, who's yeah. like the godfather of vegan cuisine. What was that like? What, how long were you there in LA? Oh, I wasn't in LA for very long. Uh, I did my first course uh, with them, and then I did the two other ones I did online. Okay. Um, LA's amazing. I mean, it's la la land for sort of plant based, and yeah. seven years ago. It was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I so I've only been once, but I remember feeling kind of really struck by this kind of divide on healthy food and then healthy living. There's some incredible healthy food. Yes. Such great access to it. But then everybody's like in a car all the time or glued to their phone and nobody walks around. And it's like there's this kind of 
weird chasm or gap between it did you did you find that at all did you just that's the only that's one thing i remember really really struck me i found it quite odd it was so different to kind of mediterranean lifestyle for instance where it's just the food and the lifestyle just really go hand in hand and it's just kind of feels feels a lot more natural i guess definitely Um, yeah that's a really not that i'm dissing la no no in terms of that very good point and actually i remember we do a lot of walking as a family yeah and we did walking in West Hollywood and we were stopped by so many people. Yeah, I had that too. And we had, a, we had a pram and people were like, are you okay? And we were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> are you we're, lost? Yeah, we're absolutely fine. Yeah, but walking like, is not done. No. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Not. Just because I know, I know just from following you and, and reading that that kind of uh, connection, I guess, to nature and picking food and, and really being, you know, the earthiness of it is important. Yeah. And that is something, you know, I don't, I don't think I've ever seen like earth on a carrot in in LA. Everything's very kind of pristine. Yeah, I think LA is really good in terms of um, getting inspired of how to use ingredients. Yeah. And I think you can sort of find the earthiness outside of LA and in and around California, Mm -hmm. uh, where you've got a lot of sort of movements towards farm to table. But in LA itself, I mean, it's quite... It's big as well, you know, LA, America's also big. it's very, very big. You have to take a car everywhere. There's pockets of it that are amazing. But in terms of inspiration and if you want to go somewhere where things happen first... Go there. I think LA and New York are absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I love New York. I need to go back to America. So your first first cookbook because i know you are working on another one at the moment yes first one came out happy food came out in 2018 did you was that always on the agenda for you did you always think i want to write a book when Um, you were you know because you were writing these recipes and putting these things up on social media yeah definitely i think i early on made a conscious decision not to put lots of recipes up on my blog it's clever i squirreled them them away Um, it's difficult doing that, I think. It's very difficult doing that. Because you really that. want to do it. You yeah. really want to just give them out. Exactly. And I don't think you... I think you sort of miss out on growth as well when you don't give out free yeah. stuff. Um, but I did a I did a book proposal years ago and sort of filed it away and then got... Um, basically got approached and then that filed away book proposal came out. Yeah which was great and that's kind of how it happened but yes there was always sort of I always wanted to do a book somewhere along the line I just didn't know when it was going to happen or how or I think when you haven't done it as well it seems so far away or kind of foreign like nobody can understand that world or actually how it's it is difficult but often those opportunities I think are closer than you think you just have to You've got to be Reach proactive. Out. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Write a book proposal. Yeah, write a book proposal. Just put that you can in the door yeah. for later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> start off by doing that. <laughs> so, what do you have? Is there a most popular recipe from that book? Uh, the Korean pancake mm-hmm. has been like one of those recipes that are really that's really easy that yeah. people have been sort of like, oh, this is great. Uh, the non meatballs, yeah. the Swedish meatball recipe, that's a really good one. Uh, sticky toffee pudding has been another yes, one. I've made that. The sticky toffee yeah. pudding is a good one. Yeah, there's a few. Uh, the yogurts, which is something when I started out with the plant-based thing six to seven years ago. I mean, you can see plant-based cheeses all over the yeah, place now. But it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. Um, so, yeah, there's recipes for that. So you you clearly love to cook and you're very busy. Yes. Do you ever find time to entertain? Do you like entertaining? Um... Yes, I love entertaining. 
it's great to entertain and do recipe testing. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask, <laughs> do you recipe test at the same uh, time? Yes. So I'll end up doing like 10 different things because I'll see it as an opportunity to dress things. And I also like things to be eaten up. I yeah. really, it's one of my pet peeves, waste. So if there is a chance of entertaining, I'll go overboard so that everybody can try a little bit of everything. But and then love those leftovers. Exactly. So what's a bit of a signature move? Like, are there any kind of dishes, staple dishes? So you've got kind of six people you really want to impress and you mm. want to kind of show them like how, maybe you've got like a couple of meat eaters as well. Mm. What kind of thing, what do you, What would you kind of cook them? Um, this sounds really boring, but I'd probably do curry. Is curry's something a winner. That, yeah, yeah. curry is something that I've cooked for a long time and it's one of those staples that I never get tired of. Mm-hmm. But when I do a curry, I'll do six to seven side dishes with it. Yeah, nice. So you'll have something crunchy, you'll have something creamy, like a plant-based raita, like a herb salad. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go all out. In terms of spices, do you go more kind of like Thai or Carolyn or African or mm, Indian? Indian probably. It yeah. completely depends. Uh, I've got this new obsession with chilies. Or different types yeah, of chilies. Yeah, all different types like of chilies. Like they've like all got Mex- funny names. Yeah, yeah Mexican really chilies. Cool. Yeah. I had a kind of salsa class actually. Oh, cool. With um, yeah, with um, Thomasina Myers, amazing oh, woman nice. behind Oaxaca. Where, by the way, the food is amazing. I haven't yeah, been in so it's long. Good. It's really good. But we were all these different chilies. Like I, I can't remember all the names, but like I felt like they were called like nacho chili and amazing. Some other yeah, chili. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, amazing. And little top tip I got from her, which she said to pan fry the dried chilies mm. a bit before you use them because it sort of helps them you think because they're dry you need to don't need to do anything but it helps the, the flavors kind of be released yeah. i guess as you would t- toss some toast yeah, dry spices so yeah a little chili tip yum mm. and do you have a first memory of like a dinner party or like either one you went attended or maybe you went with how your family did a lot of entertaining when i was little you mean yeah when i was a kid um probably my birthday parties nice my mum always went all out not in terms of she went all out in terms of cooking yeah so she would always do this um she would do this sweet kind of bread like a babka type of thing uh but uh it would look like a girl (laughs) (laughs) with like plaits and stuff oh my gosh i love it but it was a bread yeah proper braiding yeah like yeah exactly like a braided yeah 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 so that's kind of that's probably yeah she'd always go all out on my birthdays in terms of making things from scratch and i grew up in east africa my mum's bulgarian and danish my father's norwegian i grew up in tanzania for my first 11 years and then why tanzania why how come were they my dad worked in aviation so he worked for scandinavian airlines for i don't know 40 or 45 years Mm -hmm. something ridiculous and they randomly decided to start up a company in tanzania and he ended up staying for 15 years so that was that that was that and so that's where all the kind of spices and color and everything yeah spices and color and also in terms of finding produce we would go to a farmer that had like a couple of cows Mm -hmm. and i would sit in the back seat with a bucket of fresh milk and that's my mum would make a yogurt butter and cream and sort of sieve out all the if you've had fresh milk it's like all the bits yeah i used to hate that um you can do a lot i actually recently last week actually i made cheese i watched someone make 
cheese and then make ricotta with the whey yeah it's amazing and it's such an amazing process yeah and, yeah, and definitely. It, it's, on, it's again it's a farm to table place and they you know they're goats and sheep are just mm. kind of hanging out having a nice time and it's, it's amazing to see it sort of like so close hand i think yeah so that that that's kind of then we for vegetables we would go to a vegetable market and i would come and that's you know that's how we would get fresh produce and at the time there's no there wasn't like going into a supermarket and getting everything that you need Mm -hmm. you sort of had to go to the vegetable market to get your veggies the farmer to get your milk there would be fishermen coming up to our doorstep with like the catch of the day so everything was made from scratch and we would always have a fully stocked pantry so that's something i overbuy things i'm a food hoarder yeah so (laughs) if you go into my cupboards you'll find all sorts of things. I'm a bit like that. You could yeah. buy for like at least a week or exactly. a month. Exactly. You're like, oh, I'll just buy this for a rainy day. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll, I won't buy one. Yeah, I'll get three of them. Yeah, yeah. Them. Just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. So I know that you, your first book is plant-based, but are you, are you completely plant-based or, you know, I know nobody likes to label themselves these days as kind of like vegan or, but you're not, you are, aren't totally vegan or plant-based. Mm, I'm of, nothing. So I'm labelless. Nothing. You're everything. Uh, <laughs> labelless is good. Labelless. I was hardcore vegan for the first four to five years mm-hmm. of doing what I do. Um, and that, that was fine. That was sort of a process and something that I went through um then i started traveling a lot and to very remote places so i freelance cook at retreats in like places like mongolia iceland zanzibar um so i kind of relaxed a little bit more around food and now i've sort of ended up uh, at the stage where i'm labelless but i still specialize within the plant-based gluten-free sphere yeah plant-centric i i love it's a term i really like plant-centric is really good and also concentrating on making the vegetable the hero ingredient exactly i think putting it at the center of the table i think exactly i don't think that vegan as a label really describes what i believe in Mm -hmm. and the values that i have yeah so you know i'm really passionate about uh local seasonal yeah table and you know the whole waste not aspect and that's a whole different um yeah a whole different theme and an add-on to to what i do basically so so you host workshops as well what kind of things would you do monthly at the moment although i know that you're maybe going to make them online what kind of things do you teach in these workshops um so i call it like uh the 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 long long one is a five-hour workshop and it's a plant-based basics workshop where we go through recipes to sort of replace your everyday items. So uh, how to make milks um, from seeds, nuts, um, and from grains. And then we go through baking. Uh, We go through cheese making. I'm very focused on doing recipes that are really quick. And some recipes, you can do one dough, but from that dough, you can make pizza, pancakes, and bread. Epic. My gosh, I really, I need a good pizza dough recipe. (laughs) You should come. Uh, It's all yeast-free, gluten-free. And a lot of my clients are people that uh, want to try plant-based and give that a go but also lots of people that have allergies okay so people that all of a sudden have gone dairy free and they're like yeah oh dairy my God. is a big allergy actually dairy a lot is of massive 
don't eat. I mean, I don't eat tons of dairy in my mm. family. None of us like eat a lot of it, but I think it's a lot more common than you think. Yeah, definitely. Gluten-free, dairy-free, some vegan products I think can be quite expensive in supermarkets. And also you end up- not that nice sometimes. There's a lot of mm, random yeah. stuff in a lot of vegan products and in supermarkets. And filled with things that you don't want them to, to eat. Be filled yeah. with. Um, so it's basically teaching people how to do things from scratch on a budget Great. and with simple ingredients that you can find anywhere to sum it all up basically nice i need to come on one of these workshops yes you do i would love that i love i love kind of learning new techniques and stuff i think a lot of people are afraid of entertaining for kind of fear of messing up but the reality is that all of us do i want to know has there ever been a time when you kind of were making something and you sort of really messed up oh my god um not for entertaining, but retreat-wise, I I made a cake that was so inedible. <laughs> it was so bad. Uh, and we happened to have these donkeys uh, in and around the venue that we would give leftovers to. And even the donkeys were like, they were like, no way. <laughs> so it just became this joke. Lost. Uh, yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah, there's quite a lot of that cake and it was inedible, basically. So I know that you're mainly plant-based now, which I, which originally was a, dis- a decision kind of that stemmed from more, more from health issues, mm. I think. But I also know that you are a big kind of pioneer for this kind of, we've talked about it already, but fighting food waste and just avoiding wasting food, especially in the home. Yeah. What If you could give people kind of one tip for reducing food waste at home, what would that be? Um, go shopping with a shopping list. Nice. Smelling and tasting things before thinking that they've gone bad. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us look at those sell-by dates and go, yeah. oh, I can't eat this. And then actually your yogurt or whatever it is can it yeah. would last for another few days. Um, what else? Uh, cooking in terms of freezing things uh yeah love your freezer is a great one I yeah think. definitely freezing things for later cooking once taking with you to work and lunch boxes um i think people are afraid of eating leftovers and eating food that's you know slight, gone off yeah, yeah slightly gone off uh buying things fresh i i find that buying organic produce lasts a lot longer for me in the fridge than things that have been packaged so things like potatoes and carrots and cabbages and like sort of the winter veg. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but for me, I find that those last for ages in the fridge without going bad. Yeah, or even somewhere dark. We um, yeah, at home, my exactly. mum, a common place for us to keep vegetables is the back of the stairs, which, yeah. like, which is this kind of round behind the kitchen, exactly. back of the stairs where all the veg is kept. Okay, interesting. And your food is really colourful, really colourful. If anybody has does not follow Bettina on Instagram you, and you need some kind of colourful inspiration, definitely get on there. Um, and you've had this incredible upbringing. You've spent some time in LA. Where else do you get kind of your inspiration for? Um, I'm sort of, I don't know. I, I'm very in the moment. So wherever I am, I always try and suss out either a market or a farm mm-hmm. or... Um, my work is my passion. Yeah. So I've, you know, I've been known to drag my husband around markets or, you know, go through blogs and find the place to try, you know, the ice cream cream or the baked good or whatever it is. 
So I'll be inspired by my environment. So when I'm in Bali, I'm really inspired by what's around there. You're going to Bali late, later this year, or is it yes. early next year? For November. That's going to be heavenly. So is that a cooking retreat, or is it a um, yoga it's a It's a cooking slash mindfulness slash nice. nourish retreat, but we go to a farm, we pick our own um, ingredients. There's a lot of cooking and workshops within, but it's also... Uh, enveloped with Balinese culture and they've got a big culture in terms of healing um, so there's there's high priests involved wow. and meditation and that kind of thing and which is magical yummy yummy food and lots of yummy food yeah what about I don't want to use the word guilty here what, what your ultimate pleasure like food pleasure um, treat oh my gosh I don't know actually there's so many things that I love and it completely depends on where I am. So I just came back from Italy. So my guilty pleasure in Italy is having pasta. Yeah, I saw you making that fresh pasta. Yeah, that that's incredible. amazing. And I was gluten-free for six years, seven mm-hmm. years. And I recently introduced gluten back into my diet, being Slowly. able to do that. Yeah. Um, so like a really good sourdough is such yeah. a treat or something that's like a baked good we are so spoiled, I think, for bread at the moment yeah. in London. Oh my god, it's this... very different to yeah. how it was five years ago. Yeah. I really love einkorn loaf, which is yes. actually it's a very low gluten yeah, grain. Yeah, einkorn but is amazing, really great. That's also yeah, that's one of my favorite yeah. flowers. Spelt as well. Yeah, Yum. spelt right. So that I kind of see that as a treat because it's something that I've really, really not been able yeah, to have for such many, a long many, time. many years. Yeah, just just simple bread. <laughs> exactly. What about the worst thing you've ever eaten? that has been cooked for you don't need to name the chef no uh the worst thing i've ever eaten is durian have you ever had durian oh my god it's the smelly fruit so some people have it and then it tastes like custard okay but i don't know if i can is it like a weird it tastes like vomit i mean it's so (laughs) gross it's absolutely disgusting so um it's from asia and some hotels and some airports have a sign with the durian and then a cross because you're not allowed to bring it into airplanes because it's so stinky okay it smells like fart basically (laughs) it's absolutely disgusting but it's um, meant to be very healthy and good for you. But What's it look like? Does it, uh, look like a it looks like a massive jackfruit. So it's okay. from the jackfruit family. It's huge. Kind of like spiky. a giant lychee. Yeah, it, it's like spiky. It's disgusting. Where did you try that? Oh, my God. Uh, where did I try that? In Bali, I think. No, maybe. No, Thailand the first time. Gosh, you've traveled so much. I'm so envious. Oh, it's... It, well, we, not of the durian. So stay <laughs> away sure. from the stay durian away fruit. Stay away from the durian <laughs> Oh, it's gross. Yeah, you can you can smell it a mile away in supermarkets, so you can you can tell where the durian. The, you can't buy it here, though, can you? I've ne- I've definitely never seen um, that here. Maybe, maybe in Brixton. Maybe in Brixton. Okay. Like Brixton or Market. Dalston, maybe. Yeah, maybe Dalston. Yeah, maybe yeah, Dalston. Actually, maybe. yeah, I'm sure. Actually, I very recently walked through the Dalston Market. That's amazing. Yeah, there's some there's some it's great so stuff It's so buzzy. There. It's wild, but there yeah, you can get some amazing. great fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very lots cool. Of great stuff there. So what's in the pipeline for you for the rest of the year? What are you kind of working on? Other than the second book, which is really yeah, exciting. Yeah, second book's coming out end of December for January. So I'm very excited about that. Um, what have I got in the pipeline? So I freelance um, with a company called Reclaim Yourself. 
So I'm doing a few retreats with them mm-hmm. this year. So I'm doing Mongolia, Tuscany, Azores, wow. Iceland, Costa Rica. Wow, wow, wow. And you'll be doing kind of cooking workshops there as well as doing the some food? On some of them, yes. And then I've got Bali at the end of the year, which is the one that I yeah. run myself. Um, so that's kind of in the pipeline. And then sort of what I do, uh, I might be doing some more workshops might be doing some more recipe development yeah, yeah. you know Just taking you know, along you know what a freelancer is like yeah so i always like to finish on just a few kind of golden nuggets for our listeners yep what are three things that one should always have in their pantry to throw together a quick plant-based oh i guess God. in a party dish i don't know this is such a hard question Three things. We're talking, what kind of ingredients are we Anything. Talking? It can be anything. It doesn't actually have to be in the cupboard. It could be something in the fridge. I know that you have a very well-stocked cupboard, so I'm sure this might be difficult. I reckon, I reckon pasta. You can yeah. always throw together a pasta. Truffle oil is a brilliant thing nice if you're going to be fancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, garlic. Yeah, garlic. Yeah. There's another one. Garlic and onion is like staples yeah. for me. You can do a lot with that. Just you can that. Do, that's, yeah, that's you can delicious. do a lot with that, I think. Yum. That would definitely, definitely mm. works well. <laughs> and if you could have three people, anyone in the world, to your ultimate dinner mm. party, alive or dead, who would you have and um, why? Oh, gosh. So I thought about this on the way here, actually. It would be really good fun to have, like, Jamie, Gennaro and Carluccio. Yeah. Wow. Wouldn't and that cook be, pasta. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? Fresh pasta. Yeah. yeah that would be amazing. So they're all massive, big characters yeah. with big hearts. And I've just been to Italy. So I don't know. That was the first thing that popped into my head. Yeah. I'm sure that I've got lots of others. I'd love to have my grandmothers. Both yeah, of them. That would be that nice. That would be amazing. Have them all and cook in a wicked yeah, pasta. Yeah, that would be amazing. Nice. So you'd cook pasta. Would you cook pasta if you were um, doing that? Yes. I think that's the latest thing that I've done. So I've never made pasta from scratch the way I did in Italy, which was amazing last week amazing so i loved watching i'm that. kind of now obsessed with Pasta. maybe doing more of that yeah nice would you think you'll do kind of branch into the kind of alternative flowers and i'd like to I'd like to see how that goes. I've seen people make chickpea fa- pl- chickpea flour pasta, and it's yeah. looked it's had that real kind of fresh pasta, amazing kind of texture to it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm experimenting a little bit with like gluten free gnocchis and things like Yum. that. Yum, nice. Mm, love Yum. Good you are a busy woman. Thank you so much. And just for people who aren't following you, where can people find you online and anywhere else? Bettina's Kitchen. So if you just through pop, and through, yeah, if you just pop that in Bettina's Kitchen on Instagram, Bettina's Kitchen on the blog, yeah, just Google it, and, and all your work. workshops and everything are on there. Everything too. is on there as well. Brilliant! Thank Amazing. you so much for having Thank me. Thank you so much for coming in. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you liked it, rate it, review it, talk about it, share it, and invite your friends around for supper. This has been a Studio 71 production. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.